of the Lord is, is not about God changing his position. It is about us changing our position. Being or getting into the presence of God is not about his faithfulness to us. It is about our faithfulness to him. And when you think about that phrase from, I believe it's Psalm 22, 8, or it's in my notes. It says his presence dwells in our praises. What does praise do? What is praise physically? What is praise? It's when we express the thankfulness that we're feeling on the inside. Whether we express it on the outside, whether we just express it internally, I could praise you. I could, I could look at Tito and say, Tito, I love the way you, you, you make the, your yard look beautiful. I love all the plants. I love your trees. I love, I love how you do landscaping. That's praising Tito. That's an internal thought that I had, and, and I mean it. He's great at it. But when I praise the Lord, when I look around at my life on the best day or the worst day, and I see my kids and and, uh, and, and I, I have a conversation with my wife and I think about my family and just on the inside I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. What does that do? But it turns my attention and my affection towards God who's already here in the room, who's already there with me in that moment, not just around me, also inside. But when I turn my attention towards him, something happens. I'm going to read it actually from... Philemon 1, 6. I think we have that one to put up here too. Oh, there we go. I can just read it. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual. That's an important word. By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. All right, two words here. Effectual. That means it has to have an effect, right? That means an effect. You feel the effect. Something changes. There's an effect. This is talking about the effect of your faith. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Do you know what's inside of you? The very presence of God himself. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And by acknowledging a good thing like that, it becomes effectual. It begins to have an effect. You begin to see and experience the effects. Do you know what this also means? That the Holy Spirit can live on the inside of you and without the acknowledgement of that, it can have no effect. Think about that. There's a lot of believers that turn to Jesus and their eternity is secure. But are you or them or anybody seeing the effect of that salvation in their life? Because you can hide it under a bushel, right? You can hide the light under a bushel. We learned about that in Sunday school. If people don't know you're saved, <laughs> I 
then there's something on the inside of you that is not becoming effectual. They're not seeing the effect. Maybe you're not. That word acknowledging is the most important word here in this verse, in this chapter. Now let's go back to what we talked about. His presence dwells in our praises. What is praise but acknowledging who he is and saying thank you? What is praise but acknowledging? Not that he entered the room because he was absent, but because he is here. What is praise but acknowledging what he's done in your life? And then all of a sudden that faith on the inside of you Boy, it begins to work its way into the outside. It begins to work its way into your decision-making process. That faith begins to work its way into the walls of your house. And all of a sudden, you see your, your kids making better decisions in life. You see your kids being drawn to the Lord instead of driven further away from Him. In your own life, you find yourself turning to Him in a moment when you're being tempted to turn away and run. David is the one that wrote his presence dwells in our praises and David made some mistakes. One of the things that separated him from a lot of other people is that instead of running away from the Lord when he made those mistakes, you can read the story, he ran to the Lord. Where some people expected rebuke and hard discipline and, and punishment David went to the Lord and said whatever you have for me is better than what this world has to offer no matter what because he understood and acknowledged the presence the presence of God is not something that leaves it is a fixed promise even if you're not a believer I you don't get away from the presence of God he sees you. He hears you. He knows you. Isn't this the way our salvation also works? Doesn't Romans chapter 10 say that when we confess, when we acknowledge that Jesus is Lord in our heart and with our words, very first moment of our relationship with the Lord began with acknowledging who he is and what he did for us. And it's not that his presence wasn't a part of your life and then all of a sudden it was. That acknowledgement creates this eternal bond as you say yes to him in that moment. You know, just like Martha and Mary, we already mentioned them, I already mentioned them. Martha was doing good stuff, but Mary was doing something better. She was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Meaning, one of the things that means is that Mary was receiving something that Martha wasn't receiving. Think about this. They were in the same house. They were both in the presence of Jesus, right? 
They were in the same room. They were under the same roof. They were within the same walls. But even though they were both in the presence of Jesus, Mary was receiving something Martha wasn't receiving. And it was because of her acknowledgement that the Savior is in this room. Instead of all this other stuff, I'm just going to sit here and listen. I'm just going to sit here and be in his presence. And the work can wait. And the, the house may not be clean, but it can wait. The food might not get ready by itself because that won't happen. But it can wait because right now I'm in the presence of Jesus. Mary's acknowledgement of that changed her life. There are benefits of being in the presence of Jesus and in the presence of God that we don't experience if we're not acknowledging that presence. Does that make sense? Martha was not experiencing the same benefits Mary was experiencing because she was acknowledging all the other stuff. God is in your life. The Savior is in your life just as much now as he's ever been, no matter what. No matter if today's your best day or your worst day, he's just as close to you as he's ever been. The benefits that you'll find in his presence as you take the time to acknowledge that presence will change your life significantly. Do you know what benefits so many of us don't experience because we don't acknowledge? Well, one is fullness of joy. In his presence is found fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. If you're not experiencing fullness of joy, change it by acknowledging his presence. Peace is found in his presence. Freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Read Psalm 91. In just that one chapter, you'll read about rescue, refuge, safety. All found in his presence. Benefits that you're not receiving by not acknowledging his presence. The big question I hear sometimes is, well, I don't... I don't feel anything right now. That means the presence of the Lord isn't here. It was never about your feelings. Your feelings are, are, are carnal, right? Your feelings are, are, are not based in the spirit. They're based in the natural. That's what the verse means that says we walk by faith and not by sight is a physical sense. Maybe we don't see any change. Maybe we, we don't feel, maybe we don't get goosebumps in the moment. It doesn't mean the presence of God is not there. It, it, it's, it's no matter what we feel like in the natural, no matter what we see in the natural, when we turn our attention, our affection towards him, and we acknowledge his presence, our faith becomes effectual, and that fullness of joy becomes something we actually experience. That peace becomes real to us, and we experience it. That freedom 
becomes real and the things that we struggle with begin to just fall to the side more than we could ever more than we could ever get free from on our own and you find direction in his presence like never before there's a verse I want to read I can't remember the exact reference I'm going to grab my notes it's in it's in Psalms but I want to read this to you This is really good. Psalm 25, 14. There's a private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh, where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Man, have you ever read that one before? There is a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Think about this. Can we get physically more near to him than we have been ever? No. So this is talking about our attention. This is talking about sitting near to him by putting away all the stuff that distracts us, by putting away the stuff that, that, that the good stuff or the bad stuff, putting it to the side and going to him with our attention and our affection. And all of a sudden, we're in this private place reserved for the lovers of God. It's where Mary was at. Mary might have been there physically. She was physically beside Jesus. But let me tell you, it's better where we are at right now than to physically see Jesus in the flesh. Jesus himself said that. They said, don't leave us. And he said, no, you want me to go because I'm about to send you the Holy Spirit. Whereas he could have been beside you in the flesh, now part of him, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. This isn't based on your actions. This isn't this private place reserved for the lovers of God is not for the people that acted right this week. It's not for the people that, that didn't have a fight with their spouse this week. This isn't reserved for the people that treated uh, everybody around them with love and respect all week. This isn't for the people that didn't make any mistakes. Here's what it says, the lovers of God. This place is reserved for the lovers of God. where they sit near him and receive the revelation. My wife loves quality time. That's her love language. I tell you, I can clean the house from top to bottom. She appreciates it. But you know what the better choice is? Let's just, the two of us go do something, go somewhere. I can give her the best gift I ever thought I could find but it's the quality time. I mean, Martha was giving Jesus a clean house. She was going to give him a great meal. But he said, Mary has made the better choice. She was just there with him, attention and affection and all. That private place, you don't got to beg God to come to you. You don't have to ask him to fill your house. You don't have to say, come into this prayer closet. He's already there. Acknowledge that presence. And he's saying, all right, you made the right choice. We're here now. Here's that private place I was talking about. Let me impart 
this revelation to you. You've had some things you've been thinking of. You've got some choices you're making in life. Just let me tell you the best choice. And then say yes. I just want you to notice there was no qualifications on that. I want you to know the guy that wrote that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit committed adultery and murder and made some decisions that were pretty bad. But he still was able to find that private place with God because of his attention and his affection. Like I said earlier, I do understand what people are saying when they say things like God entered the room. The Spirit entered the room. I get it. Something happened but he was already there the whole time there's nowhere you can go to get away from him there is something special that happens when a group of people acknowledge him all together sometimes it feels or sounds like a wave sometimes it it feels heavy physically and you got to sit down or you fall down sometimes that can even happen on your own But what I want you to leave from this place today with is the truth that God is just as much with you on your drive to work as he is in this sanctuary right now. That he is just as much with you when you wake up late and realize you got 10 minutes to make the kids lunches and get in the car and rush down the road. He is just as much with you in that moment as he is right now in this sanctuary. That on your worst day, he is just as much with you as he was on your best day. Lisa has this great testimony of when our kids were younger and it was kind of an overwhelming couple of days, whatever was going on, and she sat down at the piano and just had, wanted to have a moment with the Lord. And that's what she said. One kid was maybe asleep, one kid was distracted and I'm just going to have a moment with you God and sits down and plays one one chord on the piano and all of a sudden there's a little Judah you know like a couple years old using Lisa's hair as like a Rapunzel type thing and climbing up her back and sitting on her shoulder then Ava's tapping her on the shoulder and 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 while she's playing a, a chord like a G chord over here Ava's just hitting the other side of the piano making noise and she said in that moment, she just kind of uh, screamed almost, at least internally, maybe even out loud. I just wanted to have this moment with you, God, and, and now they're distracting me. The kids are everywhere. And she just heard God say, then just have it. Just have it. I just wanted to have this moment with you. Have it. And then she heard him say, they don't bother me at all. I mean, come on. That's good. That'll preach to every one of us, whether you have kids or not. Because sometimes we're like, hey God, uh, I, I know you're here with me, but I'm gonna acknowledge you later when I'm at home because I'm at work now. And he's like, oh, your work doesn't bother me. Let's invite me into it. Oh no, Lord, this is a really dark place. The people here aren't believers. The people here uh, aren't gonna be okay with me uh, you know, acknowledging you. It's okay, that doesn't bother me either. This isn't a dark place because you're here because you just walked in with me. Say, oh Lord, I'm not gonna acknowledge you right now, I'm just in traffic, and you know me, I got road rage. It's okay. Traffic doesn't bother me, your road rage doesn't bother me. Road rage at the Lord, you know, when you wanna, when you wanna give somebody the finger and yell at them, just lift your hands up, and, hallelujah, I don't know. Start off angry and let the Lord turn that anger into something else.
There's a lot of times in our lives we push that acknowledgement away and we say, no, Lord, not right now. This house is a mess. The mess doesn't bother me. Just invite me in. Doesn't Colossians say, do everything as unto the Lord? Acknowledge him in all your ways. His presence is a fixed place in your life. Our acknowledgement of that makes our faith and the benefits that come along with His presence have an effect in our lives, not even just on the inside, on the outside. On the outside, that word effectual is an outer effect. I believe that we will see more answers. We will find more miracles by simply acknowledging his presence more than we could ever find by sitting around trying to earn them ourselves or begging God for them or even telling the Lord what we need. I'm a big proponent. Tell God what you need. Philippians 4.8 says, tell him what you need. Thank him for what he's done and his peace will flood your heart. Does he already know what you need? He knows what you need better than you know what you need. But the word still says, tell him what you need. Thank him for what he's done. So again, we go back to acknowledging. Isn't that funny? Hey, Lord, I need peace. And thank him for what he's done. I thank you that you said I'll find that in your presence. And all of a sudden, in that, within that acknowledging, you're finding the very thing you just told him you needed. And it's not because you sat there and you got on your knees and you locked your prayer closet and you said, okay, now all the other distractions are gone. I'm concentrating on you, Lord. Please give me your peace. That's not why it happened. It's because you acknowledged and you saw the fruit and it became effectual. That is what his presence is about. It's not about his faithfulness to us. It's about our faithfulness to him. It's not about him moving locations and entering our realm or our physical presence. It's about us changing the location of what our mind is looking at and acknowledging that he's already here. That's what it's about. That's what we're going to talk about for this entire series next week I'm probably gonna pull from some of my notes I had for today and talk about all the benefits we can find in the word that happen in your life from being in his presence it's just good stuff it's only good stuff and you know some people have this idea that if I'm a believer it's good stuff if I'm not a believer you better watch out in the presence of God that is not what we see in the life of Jesus even unbelievers benefited from being in the presence of Jesus. What does it say when the sick came to him? Three awesome words, four awesome words. He healed them all. He didn't like give them a checklist. Do you believe in me? Oh, I'll heal you. He just healed them all. 
There's nothing but good stuff we find in his presence. And if you still doubt that, go home, read the Gospels. Read the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because you know we talked about sometimes you don't feel anything. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm in God's presence. Philip walked with Jesus and saw him feed the 5,000. He saw him, in fact, just a short time after he saw Lazarus walk out of his grave Philip saw Lazarus walk out of his grave and he looked at Jesus and said, you know, I'll be satisfied if you just show me the Father. Evidently, Philip saw some pretty amazing miracles and still didn't have the feeling. But what did Jesus say? Well, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen the way Jesus works, you've seen the way the Father works. If you see what happened in the presence of Jesus in the Gospels, then you'll see what will happen to you in the presence of God now. Because if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Thank you, Lord. Whew. That's what his presence is. That's what I, I hope we can take from this week. Don't let the bad stuff or the good stuff stop you from acknowledging his presence in that moment and experiencing a revival. You know, real revival starts right here. You can put it on a piece of paper and you can advertise we're going to have a three-night revival and that's great. I love it. I like having church services. But real revival starts right here. And corporate revival starts when a group of people are having revival right here. And citywide revival starts when the body of Christ corporately begins to have an encounter and revival right here. But it's got to start right here. Otherwise, it's just going through the motions. And it starts with that acknowledgement. Let's just choose to be a people and a church that acknowledges his presence in everything, in the mundane and in the exciting, in the waking up early to go to work and the waking up early to go to church, in the day you're running late and the day you're on time, in the day you're mourning and in the day you're rejoicing, in the day the grief is heavy and on the day the excitement and the expectation for the next season In the moments when the kids are sleeping and you can have a private moment with the Lord and in the moment when they're climbing up your hair and banging on the piano and he's saying, hey, none of it bothers me. Just come sit at my feet. That's the better choice. That's good, good news, right? Let's all stand together. Maybe we can just uh, do a couple things here as we close. We can just, again, take a moment. We're gonna sing something together, I'm sure, or we're gonna have the band lead us in another opportunity to point our affection. Let's, let's literally respond to the Lord 
Let's respond to him right now by taking a few more moments to acknowledge him and what he's done. Acknowledge him in this moment. Acknowledge him, but, but not, just, uh, not just here for this moment alone, but as a representation of, of what we are going to choose to do every moment of the day, no matter what. Here on Sunday morning and in the car on the way to lunch and tomorrow morning. Right now we have the benefit of this amazing group of people up here that have can lead us into this moment so let's take advantage of that and corporately as a church let's acknowledge him because i'm telling you he's got big plans for freedom church gastonia we're gonna say yes to them we are saying yes to them and honestly, we're going to make the most progress. It's not going to be when we make the best plan of attack for different things. It's going to be as we corporately acknowledge him in everything we're doing. So let's take this moment right now. Then I'll come back up and we'll close. And you can, you can give on the way out. And if, and if there's an announcement I need to make or something, somebody remind me. And I can say that at the end or something. But let's just respond to the Lord right now by using this moment to acknowledge him.